You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast. Let's talk about the late, great Steve Irwin. This was an amazing story about his cameraman. So he was a good mate of his for 10 years. And for one, I didn't realise how Steve Irwin also started his career and he was actually discovered. So this guy's name is Justin Lyons and he was his right-hand man. So they spent a lot of time together, as you can imagine, a decade of being his, his main cameraman. So they would film encounters of the deadliest creatures all around the world. But he goes on to say in this article that it was Steve's personal demons and the weight of expectation that actually changed the person Steve Irwin was. So he says there were so many things that Steve also had a sixth sense about and he believes had a premonition about his own death. So in the final doco, he goes on to say he's looked back now and there were signs that were quite confronting and troubling because mm. Steve wasn't the man Steve used to be and started to do a few reckless things. Is this because of fame? Yeah, this is because of fame. Right. So they first met, there was a Powers beer commercial in 1991 and he was obviously a cameraman on this commercial and there was a bloke, John Stanton, who was the guy who was the director mm. of the ad. So in the ad, there was a Brisbane Broncos player sitting by a river drinking a beer and then a crocodile jumps out of the water and steals the can. So the man's arm fends off the reptile before opening the stubby and they drink the beer, right? So they needed a stunt actor. The stunt actor was a very young Steve Irwin. So this is how he became discovered. So him and Stanton, the director, got chatting. Steve told him stories about catching crocodiles and he had all this home footage he's taken of himself. So he then went on to have a look at some... Stanton, the director, looked at some of this footage and went, Oh, my God. Hold tight, mate. Took the tapes straight to a network producer who said, we've got to to do something here. So the network that he gave it to, they sent professional equipment and they shot their first documentary. And that was how Steve was discovered. So then in 1996, the Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, they took on the Crocodile Hunter program and Steve became hugely famous. Mm. And if you remember back in the day, when Steve first started, it was like, who's this guy? who's like over the top. People thought he was putting it on, remember? Yeah. He's kind of started out and people were like, oh, I'm going to get right down next to this deadly snake yeah. and I'm going to lift it up. And Crikey obviously Crikey. became I mean, he was such he, a big catchphrase. He was cheesy, but then there was an element of Steve that you really loved. Because, you know, when he met Terry as well, mm. it was so funny. But you, there, was an, there was a side of Steve that you just go, oh... He, he was a beautiful man. Yeah, it was yeah. endearing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he Cheese. was. Because the Americans picked that up straight yeah, away. Yeah, they loved that. He went mad in America. There was the Steve Irwin doll, if you remember. It, and they said there were college kids that used to play drinking games watching the show where you had to scull a beer every time Steve Irwin said cry. Yeah, great. <laughs> great go. Well played, guys. So in the States, he was mobbed. And he goes on to say, we were at LAX one time and it was like Beatlemania. That's the airport in LA. And it was just out of control. So, but then the fame started to win. Where on Steve, he said he would constantly travel from Australia and the US and he hated the spotlight. He said the fame got to him in the final years. He said, I don't think he knew how to handle it. He was always in pain. He would flog himself, his knees, his ankles. The combination of that and the pressure of the Disney Channel upping the ante to make things bigger and better every time really wore Steve down. He said he took the brunt of fame himself. He had friends, but only a handful that he trusted, and he never saw his best mates anymore. He didn't have time. He got famous, and then he became a bit of a loner. 
That's sad. Oh, Steve. He said Steve uh, repeatedly described having a sixth sense and a premonition about his death. And he was convinced now watching these old tapes. He said just before Steve's death and the final mission that they were filming, um, he saw him shake everybody's hand for the last time on a set that they were filming on like he'd never done before and said how great it was to be working with them. Then... Terry and the kids were put onto a seaplane one time and he said this was completely out of character for Steve. He stood on on the top of his car as the seaplane took off and waved until the plane was out of sight. And he said to him afterwards, are you okay, Steve? He said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just waving goodbye. So he said, I kind of saw these things happening. And then the day before he died, um, there was a massive sea snake that they were actually filming. Mm. And he said... When it let go of Steve, he pushed the snake on top of me and I had to dive underwater. This is the cameraman. I had to dive underwater to get away from it. It would have killed me. He said, I've never seen Steve do something so reckless. I shouted at him and he was laughing. It wasn't quite right. Something was wrong. Oh, Steve's thrown a sea, sea snake at his mates. When your mates throw a snake, a, 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 it is hard to say, isn't sea it? Snake. A sea snake at you, you know, yeah. to get out of there. So the crew had been a lot together. They'd been through a lot together. They'd been in a plane crash. They'd been in a chopper accident as well. They were robbed at knife points. At knife point, no one was allowed to talk about this. Steve was then bitten by a black mamba. Mamba? Yeah, black mamba. 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 We, we had one over in Africa, remember? Yes. Most venomous snake in the world. Steve was lucky to survive. Everybody that was there filming with the crew and friends had to sign off on a confidentiality. No one was allowed to talk about this. He had a huge fear that he would he would die by an animal and people would say, well, of course. That was the number one thing he didn't want to happen. So he goes on to say the pressure is the reason Steve ended up dying because what happened in that moment with the stingray, he would never have done. If Steve was the Steve of old, what got into the water with the stingray? You mean? Yeah, the way where how close he was, and the mindset that Steve had at the time. He became more brazen, didn't he? But yeah. you have to, don't you, in that scenario, because they're pushing like it's like every season of a TV show in any capacity yeah. has to be more dramatic, more extreme. The one thing he didn't animals. want was to be killed by a croc or a snake, because people would say, "Of course, oh, we told you." Oh, that's sad, isn't, isn't it? it? I mean, you wow. could imagine. Steve was Steve. And for the I remember one night at the Steve Logies. Was Steve, Steve was, was Steve. Steve. There was only one Steve. When you're known by your first name and that's it, and you're the Steve that's yeah. the, that represents the Steves, you've made it. Name another famous Steve. Uh, uh, Steve Irwin. Nut. Steve Carell. Yeah. Yeah, um, I suppose. No, he's he's Steve. Steven Seagal. That's not oh, bad. Oh, yeah, yep. Stephen. He's known as Steve. Oh, Steven, Steven. Steven Spielberg. Oh, Steve. oh, yeah, that's a good so, it, I finally Steven Seagal got the stingray instead of oh, our Steve. I'm okay. sorry. You'd swap it, would you? You Straight away. So would I. Five, Do you know... Three wishes from a genie, that'd be one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your other two? Well allocated. <laughs> any other one, anyone else you'd like to Oh, here we go. World peace. What uh, have we got here? I mean, what there's we, 160 uh, million up for Powerball this we'll week and you're can condemning Steve Seagal. we swap over the Steve's, the Seagal yeah, the and Irwin. So point. world peace, the 160 million lotto, <laughs> and can we swap the Steve's? Fitzy's three genie requests. Mate, imagine how big I would be in Australia oh, if I brought back Steve Irwin. Massive. Massive. You win, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> you're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast.